Welcome to 10-Minute Transformation. I'm Dave Milford, and I'm glad you're here on today's podcast. This is true grace. God hates the evil you do while his heart burns with love for you. This is what grace looks like. Corrie Ten Boom and her family lived in Nazi-occupied Holland. The Ten Boom family hid Jews from the Nazis and helped the Jews escape Holland. It's estimated they helped over 800 Jews and saved their lives. A man named Jan Vogels came to Corey saying his wife had been arrested for rescuing Jews, and that he needed 600 guilders, uh, several months' wages, to bribe a Dutch policeman to let her go. Corey gave him 600 guilders to save his wife. He was a paid informer working for the Nazis. The Ten Booms were arrested and sent to concentration camps. Corey's father, sister, and nephew died in concentration camps. Her brother got sick there and died a year later. She suffered terribly there. After the war, Corey heard Jan Vogels had been arrested and was being tried for war crimes. His work with the Nazis had sent many people to their deaths. She knew God was telling her to forgive him, but she couldn't. God gave her Romans 5.5 5 so she could forgive Jan Vogels. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. She prayed, and Holy Spirit poured God's love into her heart. She forgave Jan Vogels with the love God gave her. She wrote a letter to him saying she forgave him. He wrote back, If you could forgive me by God's love, there is hope for me. He gave his life to Jesus. God's grace is unmerited favor. In this case, God's grace flowed through Corey to her betrayer, and that grace saved Jan Vogels from hell. He was forgiven, even though he had murdered some of God's children. Grace is also the empowering of the Holy Spirit for believers to do what is right. God set Corey free from burning anger and hatred and made her a servant of his grace. Her letter saved Jan Vogel. God hates evil with a vehemence we can't begin to imagine. We see flashes of God's anger toward evil in the Old Testament. At the same time, God's nature is love. In love, God destroys evil to protect his children, us. God's desire is for not one of his human children to be lost. His goal is always to separate you from evil and then to destroy that evil. This is one of the glaring differences between what we as people call love and God's real agape love. God's love is a fire that never dims, never flickers or threatens to go out no matter what we do. Romans eleven twenty two says, So fix your gaze on the simultaneous kindness and strict justice of God, how severely he treats those who fell into unbelief, yet how tender and kind he is in his relationship with you. God is both holy, completely righteous, with no compromise, and God is love. Like God, we must learn to love people while hating and fighting against the evil that is in their lives. Ephesians 6.12 makes this clear. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I witnessed God's grace. I was in a church in China. It came to the pastor's attention that someone in the church was systematically going from person to person asking for large sums of money, telling the sad story of her financial difficulties. Carol, not her real name, 
received much more than she said she actually needed, yet she asked even more people. Pastor talked to me. I agreed that we needed to stop this. Carol had AIDS. At the time, in the early 2000s, we believed that AIDS was a death sentence. Carol was a Christian but had a lot of character issues. She led a rough life of drugs, etc. I agreed to talk to Carol about this. My first response was anger, but I remember what a pastor once told me. If it doesn't hurt you to correct someone, then you're the wrong person to do it. In other words, if you don't love them, you can't talk to people about what's wrong with them. Only love can open the door to repentance and forgiveness. I began to pray for compassion for Carol. I actually liked her as a person. But after praying for a while, I began to feel Jesus' love for Carol. It was so different, so much greater than my frail human love. I felt so much pain as I thought of her tragic life. I came to dread the appointment that had been set with Carol. My heart was so heavy when we finally did sit down. I felt Carol's pain. God shared it with me. It was horrible. After a while, I asked her about the request for money. We talked. Then gently, I confronted what she had done. I told her how much we loved her, but asked her to stop asking people for money. I cried. She cried too. Then I just loved her with Christ's love. Carol was in church the next Sunday and came up to talk to me in her usual friendly way. I was so grateful. She didn't leave that church. She didn't feel rejected or judged. She continued as a member of that church family, and she did stop asking people for money. Jesus had loved her and corrected her at the same time. I was just there. It was one of the most precious experiences of my life. Jesus had just shown me what grace feels like. Forgiveness, acceptance, love, passionately loving people, but doing everything possible to separate them from the sin that is destroying them and separating them from God. That is grace. Activation. There are two parts to today's activation. This may take more than one day. Part one. Most of us have someone in our lives who did wrong to us. Who's that for you? I'm asking you to go to God to receive his love for that person so you can forgive them. Are you struggling to forgive? Take Romans 5.5. 5. Read it. Pray it. Declare it over your heart until you have forgiveness and love in your heart, just as Corey Ten Boom did. Romans 5.5. 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This may take a few days, but keep renewing your mind with Romans 5.5. 5. Let God heal your heart and replace your pain with his love. Second step. Then, as Holy Spirit leads, send them a letter, a text, or an email telling them you forgive them. That note can't have a whiff of criticism, condemnation, or anger in it. It must be God's love flowing in and through you. You have set yourself free from this offense by forgiving them, and now you can set them free. Three, use wisdom about what you do next. If this person is not trustworthy, continue to protect yourself. But give them grace, just as Jesus gave you grace. Be blessed, my friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for listening, and thank you for doing the activation to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Romans 12.2, New Living Translation. See you tomorrow.